0: Welcome to the podcast of New Covenant Church in Albuquerque, where we focus on the Bible, faith, and life issues. We hope this podcast will be helpful to you on your faith journey. Now, here's our message. Well, today we were supposed to end our uh, study in Revelations, um, but uh, I am not going to do that for Pastor Dave uh, today. I think that's more of his thing, not my thing. So instead, we are going to be in Proverbs chapter 3. So if you have your Bible, you can open up to that. And uh, we are going to be looking at some real practical ways in which we can make wise decisions. So the title of this message is Building a House of Wisdom. Um, I believe God has set us all on a path in order to make wise decisions. We can we can follow the desires of our heart and it's not all complicated. It's not like there's a big, you know, thousand-piece jigsaw puzzle and you know we got to put it together and we got to order it together in order to figure out what job I'm supposed to take or or who I'm supposed to marry or what direction I'm supposed to go. But there's a process in life called wisdom. And if you build well, on that process, you don't have to fret and get all worried about your decisions. You see, wisdom is like a house. What, what, what do you need to have a strong house? You need to start with a good frame and you got to have pillars that, that hold that up. So today we're, we're going to be talking about the frame of the house of wisdom, you got to have the frame going in order to make wise decisions then then there's the four pillars of wisdom now no one is going to like get up and run down the aisle and say wow that i can't believe i just heard that that is so amazing that's that's the most amazing thing i think i've ever heard that's probably not going to happen today but just it's amazing how many times so many times we do none of these things and then we wonder why the house falls down. The last step that we're going to talk about today is the doorway of desire. So we're going to be in Proverbs chapter three, and uh, we're going to see a lot of these things in here. Now, if you if you don't get anything out of this sermon today, um, I would like for you to just read this chapter every day for 30 days. Uh. And let this word just sink into your heart. And I promise you, you will start making wiser decisions. Anyone graduate from high school here? Anybody? Okay. <laughs> if you graduate from high school, uh, you'll probably, you probably got this verse uh, on, on a plaque or on a pen or something from your youth pastor when, when, when you graduated. This is the official worldwide, graduated from high school verse. So the, this verse is central in here, but there's a lot of stuff around it that is just as powerful. So let's, let's start reading here. My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart. You keep it in here. For they will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. Now, that is not the health wealth gospel. It doesn't mean if you memorize proverbs that, that you'll be the richest guy around. Um, it means that if you get this word in your heart, it will produce good things. Your life's fruit will be good and full. That's what God's heart is. For you and for me, it doesn't mean you'll be rich or not rich. God is not interested in how much money is in your bank account. He's interested that our lives produce good and lasting fruit. That can happen to the poorest person or it could happen to the richest person. It doesn't matter how much money you have to God. He wants to see Good things come out of your life. Verse 3, let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Anyone interested in having favor with God? Amen. Anyone interested in having a good name with God? Like, 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 Like when God hears your name, he's like, right on. He, you know, gets a big smile, you know. You know, one of my kids, growing up, doing cool things, gets the photo album out, shows everybody around, man, look, look, look what he's doing. You don't want to be the one when your name is brought up, it's like, oh, well, we're kind of working on him still. Um, yeah. <laughs> Here comes the, 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 the graduation verse. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Interesting. We've given this verse to to everybody. I got it when I graduated high school, and about five minutes after, I started leaning on my own understanding. Uh, But nonetheless, I did get the verse. Uh, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In other words, what we think and process about life really isn't reliable information. Verse six, in all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. Part of this whole making wise decision process is when you see evil, punt it, get rid of it, close it down, shut it down, take a different path, When stuff rises up and it looks evil, go a different way. The word here is shun. Pick your own word. Just shut it down. Why? Why should we do that? Verse 8 tells us. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. That's good. I like that. I like that. Verse 9. Honor the Lord with your wealth with the first fruits of all of your crops then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine how simple is that give god first the first chunk of everything you get and watch your barns overflow and your vats brim over with new wine it's simply that easy well you know you you, you may be like well i don't have that much money I love that. It says, of your wealth, not this much wealth, but of your wealth. Your wealth could be $100. It could be $1,000. It could be $10,000. It could be $100,000. That's cool. Whatever your wealth is, honor God with that. Give him first what you get. Think, when, so, so when I get something, what do I want to do first with this money in order for God's word to get to more people. When you do that, your barns will overflow. Verse 11 says, My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline and do not resent his rebuke, because the Lord disciplines those he loves. As a father, the son he delights in. What does that mean? It means... On our path of wisdom, every now and then we're gonna step off the road, and God, through circumstances or through other people, He's gonna say, uh uh uh, we have to fix this. When, when that happens, don't despise that, because that, that's just God telling you that He loves you, that He cares about you. Verse 13. Blessed are those who find wisdom, those who gain understanding, for she is more profitable than silver and yields better returns than gold. She is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. Long life is in her right hand, and in her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are pleasant ways. In all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her. Those who hold her fast will be blessed. Now, I'm not the smartest guy in the room here, but I think wisdom is rising up in everyone's value system right now, right? Because those who lay hold of her will be blessed. Don't you want that? So let's start with the frame of the house. If you want to start making wiser decisions, you have to have the frame right. So here, 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 here's the frame. Number one, seek the face of God. Number two, be becoming the right person. And number three, join God's story. Am I going to guarantee that if you make Will you make all the right decisions all the time if you follow this? No, uh, but you can get the frame right, saying I'm going to follow after God. I just don't want to get information about God. I want to know Him. I want to have an intimate relationship with Him. That's that's what I was made for. That's that's what I'm searching for. That 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 that's all I need is is to to have that relationship with Him. So I'm gonna gonna seek the face of God. The The second thing is I'm gonna be becoming the right person. Some of you are looking for the right person, but you're not becoming the right person. Some of you are looking for the right job, but you're not becoming the right person. Some of you are looking for the right answer, but you're not becoming the right person. Some of you are are looking for the right church, but you're not becoming the right person. Some of you want to get the, the right things, but you're not becoming the right person. Listen to this. God is more concerned with who I'm becoming than the decisions that I'm making. That doesn't mean he's not interested in the decisions you're making. It just means he's way more interested in the person that I am becoming. You can have the right job, be married to the right person, and go to the right church, and have the right kids, and be the wrong person. And it, Make everyone around you miserable, including yourself. And you made the right decision. You were choosing well. And you made the right decision and you're working at the right company and all the while you're the wrong person. But check this out. You can make the the wrong decision and work at the wrong place and be the right guy and make it all work. God is more interested in who we are becoming. Verse 3, remember, tells us, let love and faithfulness never leave you. You have to build character and love and faithfulness into your life. Third thing is join the story of God. I read a book a few years ago called uh, A Million Miles in a Thousand Years. Great book. Great book. It's about living your life as a story, and, and, you know, you're a character that overcomes these obstacles, and, and uh, as I thought about it, you know, as I thought reflecting on that book, I don't necessarily want to be about what my story is. I want to be about what God's story is. Um, he has a more interesting story. Um, it's an attitude of the heart that says, God, I am more interested in what you're doing than what I am, than my own thing. Not being caught up in me, 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 but being caught up with him and being part of his story. When you do these three things, seek the face of God, be becoming the right person, join the story of God, then you, then, then you got the frame right. Uh, And all the decisions are going to work out a whole lot better by using that frame. The next thing we're going to talk about are the four pillars of wisdom. This this is what we build that frame on. And the first one is this. Devour the word of God. Devour the word of God. Now, I know that's not a revolutionary thought. <laughs> You're probably thinking, um, boy, I've been having trouble making all these spiritual decisions, and all the while, it's, it's the Bible, I guess. Oh, wow, thanks, Dave, for that, that amazing thought that, that, that you just threw out there. You must have had, had to get in the closet for a long time to come up with that thought. Um, it's, but it's amazing how little time we spend ingesting God's word. And Jesus himself said said it Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that comes out of the mouth of God. If that's what he thought, I would suggest we start eating more of God's word. That's the way this chapter opens. Don't forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart. I mean, we go through tough times or, you know, it's time to to make a tough decision. And then we open up the Bible. And maybe you've done this uh, before, and I've done it a few times. And actually, uh, one time it it actually worked out. Um, But, you know, you get to that point where it's like, okay, I have one half day left. And I'm just going to open up the Bible and just wherever I'm at in God's word, I'm going to start reading. And that's what I'm going to take that that God is telling me to to do something. Has anybody else done that? Or or am I the only one in the room? Okay. All right. Thank you. You got to be careful with that. Uh, I mean, you could come across one of these verses that says, and then the birds came and picked his flesh. It's pretty scary, right? I mean, don't want to take that job. Um, we can't get to panic time and do this spin-the-wheel Bible verse thing and then hope when it stops it says something relevant about the decision I need to make right then. To make wise decisions, you need to feed on God's word a lot and not just when you're under the gun. Now, as you grow in faith, you, you hear people say, you know, I just felt like God telling me uh, to, to do this. Um, and there's always the question, did you hear a voice? I mean, what's that mean? I've been following the Lord a long time uh, and have had some very intimate encounters uh, with him, but I've never heard the voice of God, like an audible voice. Um, most people don't. Uh, and you hear someone say, I, ju- I just feel like God was telling me to, to do this. And, and it's like, what is that about? It's about knowing his word and so much understanding how God thinks, what God says and what God likes and what he doesn't like, what's important to him and what's not important. So when, that, when you get to a crossroad, you're saying, "I think I'm hearing God on this one." Um, some of you may have like, like like a really close friend that you don't have to talk with when 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 you're together. Um, you're just kind of hanging out somewhere, and you, or you're driving somewhere, and you don't have to speak, and it's not weird. Um, something happens, and and, and you kind of know what they're thinking, you know, um, and then. Uh, I mean, it's just kind of enjoyable to, to have a friend like that, right, where you don't have to yak, 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 you know. Um, you can just chill and just be together, and, you know, you're seeing something, and you're like, I totally know what he's thinking about this right now. Um, and, you know, it could be like uh, I have a good friend named Randy, and, you know, I see something happen, and I just, I just know what Randy would think. About the situation, and Randy's a thousand miles away uh, from here. Do, do you guys do you guys know, know 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 what I'm talking about? And you know, and and maybe a friend asks you something, and you know, you just you're like, you know, I'm gonna answer it this way because I I feel like Randy, you know, if he was faced with this decision, he'd be saying this to me, um, and they'd be like, well. Did you hear a voice? (laughs) No, I just know Randy really well, and I know what Randy would say about this situation. Um, This is how we kind of hear God's voice sometimes. Sometimes you get to a crossroads, a crossroad, and he talks to you because you know his voice. You know what he would say about the situation. So the people that hear God's word the best are the people that know God's word the most. I'm gonna say that one more time. The people that hear God's voice the best are the people that, hear, that know God's word the most. The most important pillar in this whole thing is to devour the word of God. And if you don't, your foundation may, may crack. Um, The second pillar of wisdom is honor your family. Honor your family. Be open to input from your family. Now, I just want to talk to the youth here just for a second. But we should have an attitude of the heart um, that says, my parents were given to me by God and I'm going to listen to them. An attitude of, I want to hear from you. I want to have input from you. Uh, not because it's necessarily the right thing to do, to listen to, to mom and dad, but because God has set up this parameter in my life. And, and it's amazing how many times our parents are right. And even if they're not right, what they told us to do really didn't hurt us right? Um, But more importantly, it is one of the Ten Commandments. Um, Honor your father and mother. I love that combination because if it would have said, honor your father, we could have, we would have all just gone straight to mom, bypassed dad, and gotten semi-permission. Or if it would have said, honor your mother, we would have all bypassed mom and gone straight to dad, no, no, no. I want you to honor both of them, meaning you can't do that thing where you go to dad and say, Hey, dad, can I do this? No, okay, fine. I'm going to go to mom. Uh, hey, mom, is it okay? Oh, right, yeah, cool. I'm out of here. See you, dad. Mom said it was okay. That's, that's not honoring your father and your mother. Because, check it out, your father and your mother don't have great insight separately. They have good insight normally when they're working together. Well, you're like, well, my parents don't even talk, you know, so how does that work? And, well, it's not a perfect equation. <laughs> I'm just saying it's an attitude of the heart where you say, I, I want to honor my father and my mother. And Paul, Paul repeats this in, in, in Ephesians 5, that it may be well with you and you may live a long life and it's, it's just a good thing just to run stuff by them sometimes and don't get all offended uh, and say oh my gosh I can't believe they're telling me to do this and just listen to them and just say okay I, I, I'm going to think about that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to process that. Um, by the way there's never an age where you stop allowing your parents to speak into your life. Uh, now, you youth out there, you, you don't have a choice. Uh, but the, 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 the other thing about honoring your family, for those that are married in here, um, we need to honor our spouse. Amen. If you're married, you are one. You are one with that person, and what affects you affects them. Um, you know, I love the opportunity to, to do premarital counseling. Uh, with people, because especially, especially with my wife there, uh, because you know one of the questions we always ask is, what what drew you guys to to each other, and uh, and then we'll kind of talk about what drew us together, and you know it, it's just a good reminder of why I originally fell in love with her, um, and and her with me, and so, and then we get to kind of relearn the basics together. And keep things fresh, um, but what attracted her to me was that I was very—I'm very decisive. So I'm the type of guy. I go into a store, I see something I like, I just buy it, and then I'll buy maybe two more just in case. <laughs> you know, I mean that's how I roll. I don't think about it a lot. I just okay, I like it. I'm, okay, I'm done. Um, I make quick, quick decisions. She goes to a store. And it takes her a little while. You know, I don't know if that color is going to go. And, I, and maybe there's a better deal over at this other store. You know, she, she's not as decisive a, as I am. Um, but that doesn't mean that she likes me making all the decisions. <laughs> um, some of the wisest decisions I've ever made was when, is, is when I run things by my wife, whether it's business was church-related kids just sitting there and just listening to where she's at and what she has to say Um, we have to be open up uh, to what uh, what our spouses are, are telling us the third thing the third pillar is lean into leaders lean into leaders every christian has a spiritual authority over their lives. At this church, we have elders, we have pastors uh, that, that watch over this, this church. Uh, there are small group leaders that also participate in, in, in watching over the, the, the flock. So God has put um, authority in our lives besides our parents. And one of the pillars of wisdom is to lean into those, those leaders, to listen to what's going on with, with, with just what, what's on their hearts. And, and sometimes it's just listening in a large group like this. Um, it doesn't mean you got to, you know, ask an elder or a pastor to go sit with you and, and help you to make the six decisions that, that are happening this week. I'm not saying that, but, but just to listen to them and to get advice. And, and if you have big decisions, it doesn't hurt to sit down with, with somebody and just kind of go over that with them. Um, God has put authority in each of our lives uh, to teach us if we're listening. The fourth pillar of wisdom is to trust the community. And when I say trust the community, I'm assuming that you have a circle of friends, you have a network of friends, uh, of of people that that have known you for a long time, uh, who care about you, Uh, they don't take your stuff, (laughs) Um, they they see through all of your games, Um, they, 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 they really know your heart, They've been down the road with you. These are people that you didn't just meet last week. They've known you for a long time. Um, These are the people that have seen you through good times, through bad times, and successes and failures, and they've loved you enough to stay. It could be called your small group. It could be called your accountability group. It could be called your prayer group. It could be called, I mean, it could just be three friends that have walked with you for years and years and years that you, you touch base with often. Trust the community that is still sticking with you after years and years and years. These people are the people that love you. And they're the people that see you probably the very best better than your spiritual authority sees you and even better than your parents see you. These people know you the very best. They know your tendencies, they know your weaknesses, they know what's, what's going on, um, they know you well. Trust the community. I can't tell you how many times I've seen someone come along and they have a decision to make uh, and they announce it to, to all their friends that, hey, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing this, um and the key people in their life are like, What? What are you doing? I don't get that. Where did that come from? And immediately their defenses go up, the they the wall goes up, and they list out their reasons. Like, oh, I just feel like God's saying that I should do this, and then someone pulls them aside and and says, Man, I mean, I don't know about this. I'm not, I'm not sure this is right for you. I don't, I don't have a piece about this for you. And then all of a sudden, you just chop them out of, their, uh, out of your life. They're chopped off. And that little community of trust is broken. And then maybe some space happens and someone else comes to you and, and you're like, man, I don't think this is right for you. Cut them off. I can't tell you how many times I've seen people cut out their community of trust and make the decision all by themselves. Few times it worked out, most of the time it didn't. There's something about keeping the door open with people that says, Don't let me wreck, don't let me fail. And then when they talk to you, I have good friends where, you know, if I don't want to hear it, i got to think about this person and just, and just be like, okay, who, who's this person? This person that loves me, okay, I'm going to listen to what they tell me. I'm open to what they want to say. We've got to have that in our lives. The last verse that I want to go over this morning it was also in Proverbs. In Proverbs, uh, this, this Proverbs 24, 3 through 6, it kind of puts the nail in the talk for us uh, today. Um, it says, By wisdom a house is built, and through understanding it is established. Through, through knowledge its rooms are filled with rare and beautiful treasures. The wise prevail through great power, and those who have knowledge master their strength. Surely you need guidance to wage war, and victory is won through many advisors." No lone rangers making smart choices, uh, not, not most of the time. We got the frame. We got the four pillars of wisdom. The last thing we have is the doorway of desire. What is that? If you get on this path of what we're talking about and, and you get to where now is time to make a decision, um, what do I do? Well, yeah, you follow your heart. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. You get down to that decision point. Your house is built on on devouring the word of God on honoring your family on leaning in in, into spiritual leaders on trusting the community God has put around you and that's a way of life for you and the frame is established and you get down to d-day and it's decision time is it this company or is it that company should I date this person should I not just go with your heart That's exactly what a father would want his children to do. Let's be the children of God that just walk through the door. But here's the key. The key isn't to get to the door. A lot of respect for Pastor Dave having to do this every week, twice, twice. Um, The the key is to get to the door and not just say, thanks, God. I got it now. Is this the right choice? Yes, it's the right choice. Well, I'm going to go through the doorway, and I'm going to go by myself. That's a big mistake. We get to the right choice, and we do the handoff at the door with God and say, I got it now, God. Thank you. So now I have the right job, but I left God behind. Now I'm in the right relationship, but I left God behind. You can start dating the right person, and two weeks, two months later, the relationship starts to fall apart because you left God at the doorway. Um, You didn't walk with him through the doorway of that relationship. God doesn't wanna hand off at the door. He wants to walk. Hand in hand Amen. through the door with you. So if you go into a, a relationship, go with him. If you go into a new job, go with him. He's the main deal. <clears throat> it's about walking with him hand in hand. Remember, in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. It's a process. Some of you uh, may not know the word. Um and you may not have any really good friends, uh, but you need to start building. It is something that, that you need to start building. Um, this is not a quick fix talk, uh, but if you start building well, you get to the point where you come to a decision and you're like, all right, I'm following my heart. I know, I know what I'm supposed to do. I know I'm with God. Let's go do it. It's so freeing. It's so freeing. Let me pray for us. Father God, thank you so much for first just your heart for us, your love for us. Thank you for your word and how it just pierces our hearts. Give us a a desire to want to know you more, to have intimate relationship with you. Uh, Send people in our lives uh, that could speak into our, our lives and people that will know us and love us and uh, be in accountability for us. Um, help us to make wise decisions, God. We thank you for all that you've done for us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. One uh, practical step uh, I'd like to throw out there for you guys today is just, uh, do you need a community of trust? If that's you, we'd want to find people that will be with you through thick and thin wanna encourage you to join a small group. I want you to, um, Kylene, who we introduced today, she's gonna to be out at the Welcome Center if you're interested in, in being a part of a small group or even starting a small group. Um, you can talk to her about that. She'll be out at the Welcome Center. So thank you again for being here today. Love you guys. Have a great week. This concludes today's message. We thank you so much for listening. We'd love for you to connect with us. You can do that at our website, nccabq.org. From there, you can submit any questions, feedback, and your prayer requests. nccabq.org is also where you can learn more about New Covenant Church. Subscribe to our podcast and newsletters, browse our online message archive, and even tune in and watch the stream of each weekly message. We hope you'll join us.